Welcome back to the Hazmat Chat podcast. It's been a while, but uh, we're back here to talk to you today about STARS. STARS is a Hazmat consulting firm, as you can see behind me. And we want to tell you a little bit about why we do what we do, what we do, and how we do it. So the next three episodes are going to talk about that. So why would anyone want to run into a fire when everyone else is running out? Kind of a crazy question, right? That's how I started my career as a firefighter. Did that for 10 years. And I get that question all the time. Why would you run into a burning building? And you know, a lot of people say safety first is a cliche, but to me, it really means something. Somebody has to put that fire out. And it's much better if we can prevent it in the first place. You guys saw Smokey the Bear when you were kids or, or even now they have some new commercials. And he always says, you too can prevent wildfires. It used to be forest fires. But the point is, is that you can take an active role and you can prevent those things, you know, an ounce of prevention worth a pound of cure. And so what is the difference between those people who gravitate towards the things that everyone else prefers to avoid, like running into a burning building? Um, for me, the reason I do this is because of the things that I've experienced and seen in my time with the fire service, uh, in my time with DOT as a federal regulator, and now with STARS, the consulting firm. So we see all the things that go wrong, why they go wrong, how they go wrong, and what the outcome is. So my very first experience doing hazmat response with the fire service was a truck on the way to a paper plant. It was a dump truck and it was carrying a dangerous when wet powder, a bleaching agent. And that material, um, when the truck crashed, it spilled all over the ground. And this was a rural area, so there's a lot of trees and brush and it was raining because of course the dangerous wet material has got to rain. So the truck, the truck spilled and of course everything caught on fire. There were sparks everywhere. Then there was a fuel spill that I ran one time. Another truck had overturned, spilled a load of fuel and it caught on fire, caused a forest fire. Um, started as a brush fire, then it got up into the trees. And when we started going in to, to put this fire out, we discovered that the fire was surrounding an animal rescue. And there was about 20 puppies in crates outside in the, in the woods. Um, it was part of, part of the animal rescue. It wasn't like they were just stashed there. But so we had half of our team trying to keep the fire away from the animals and the other half of our team trying to break these locked crates open to get these puppies out. Um, and then fast forward a few years of my career and we had, we stars, had the opportunity to be the technical experts on the lack mechanic train derailment from 2013. If you remember, that was the one where the train brakes failed. There's a bunch of different details there, unimportant. But the train ran away with no driver, no engineer, and it was going downhill, gained speed, and it went into the town of Lac-Megantic, Quebec. It hit a, it derailed because it was going entirely too fast for the track, and it hit a bar where people were having a birthday party. 47 people in the town were killed, and the town was pretty much wiped off the map. Um, STARS had the opportunity to be technical experts on that case and um, ensure that our client was, was adequately represented. I've also witnessed numerous industrial accidents, such as failure to follow a procedure that results in um, a rail car 
accidentally connecting to cars that were being actively loaded with hazardous material. It caused a spill of product and a major property damage, but thankfully no injuries. There was a refusal to wear a safety harness that um, caused a gentleman to fall over 60 feet and he was obviously killed. The reason he refused to wear the safety harness is because no one else on the crew did. It was sort of a macho thing or, or uh, it was uncool to wear the safety harness. And so he chose not to and paid for it with his life. And now that little girl has no dad. I've seen limb amputations and uh, three people killed because they failed to follow confined space entry procedures. So for me, the reason I tell you all this is because these are the things that make me feel passionate about what I do. Um, what we do makes a difference. And I'm especially attracted to rail operations, but STARS works in, in all fields, truck, rail, air, highway. But I was a DOT inspector with FRA. So for me, rail is my passion. My dad was also in the railroad industry. So I sort of grew up around it. Um, when I was an FRA inspector, one of my favorite things to do was to go to the port and do port inspections. Because in those containers, you never know what's in them, right? You, you might see one placard on it and you open up the container and there's all kinds of different things in there that maybe weren't required to have placarding. Um, so it was just very exciting for me. And then also the chemical plants, that, that was very cool. My, when I first started with FRA, one of my very first plant inspections was at a um, manufacturing company that made soap products, laundry detergents and things like that. And it was absolutely fascinating watching this stuff manufactured and all the different brands they made and how it was bottled. You know, they make TV shows about that stuff now and that's what I get to do for a living. So it, it's very exciting for me. I really enjoy it. Um, and then also, you know, working in rail yards. So I will never forget my very first day as an FRA inspector. I'd never really been in a rail yard other than went to work with my dad as a kid a couple of times. So I, you know, I was brand new to learning how they work. And my supervisor had a weird sense of humor and he decided to teach me a very valuable lesson on my first day to save, make sure that you know, I saved my life as time went on. So he takes me out in the middle of this very busy rail yard and he's standing there. And of course I'm brand new on the job, first day on the job, just got sworn in and he's giving me safety instructions. So of course I'm paying rapt attention. The problem with that was that I wasn't paying attention to my surroundings. So he knew what was going on, but I didn't. He had me standing next to a track that pulled out the locomotive was starting to pull the train. And if you've ever been in a rail yard when that happens, it makes some very loud banging noises as the slack is pulled out of each of those cars. And I was standing right next to it, totally not expecting it. It made me jump so much that I almost took off running. Of course, he grabbed me so that I didn't run out in front of another train coming the other way. But regardless, <laughs> it was a lesson I never forgot. Every single time I walked into a rail yard, then since then, even now, I always think about that. My head's on a swivel now, and it's not just an abstract lesson that somebody drilled into my head. It's, you know, I had a very real experience that scared the daylights out of me. So it's something I never forgot. Um, you know, and, and so when, when I was with the fire service, I saw the end result of accidents. When I went out on the scene, I saw the things on fire, the materials spilled, the people already injured, um, the, the property already destroyed. Um, so I never, you know, I got to see what happened, what the, what the cost of those mistakes was. 
and I had no power to change it. All I could do was clean it up and try to mitigate whatever damage that I could. When I went to FRA, I got to see the reason for that non-compliance, the reason that those failures took place. Why did we have this accident that caused this to catch on fire or causes people to be injured? But again, only limited power to change those things, only limited power to educate. Um, really the only power I had as a DOT inspector was a little bit of education, but mostly monetary penalties for the company. I didn't really have the authority or the ability to advise them how to implement the regulations. I could really only tell them what the minimum federal standard was. I really wasn't even supposed to go into what industry best practices were, what their competitors were doing or their customers. So there was no opportunity for them to learn from the experience that I was given by seeing all the different companies. Now with STARS, this consulting firm that I have, I now have the power to help prevent those accidents. I get to reduce the need for DOT or the fire service to get involved at all, because if I can prevent those from happening, you're not getting the fines and penalties. You're not having the cleanup and mitigation. There's not people being injured. I have the ability now to help my clients educate them on not only what the minimum federal standard is, what the basic rule is, but also helping them understand how to do better than that, how to make sure that they don't even get to where they're touching that threshold, how to make sure they're implementing those rules in the way that best works for them, how to take the pitfalls and um, successes of other companies uh, and help them learn from them without having to make the same mistakes or go through the same learning curve. I can take what I've learned over my almost 25 years of experience and the hundreds of companies that I've visited and worked with to help my clients navigate those complex rules and that complex environment. So I have four little children. My oldest are twins, they're five years old. I also have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So mine are all really little and really close together. Why do I say that? Because like all of you that have kids, you, I wanna be the best parent that I can be. That's that's why I do just about everything I do is to teach my kids to be an example for them and to provide for them. That requires me to be in the best possible health they can be in so and arrive at night in the same condition that I left in that morning. And transportation accidents put all of us at risk, put my kids at risk, put them at risk not only deliberately or directly from things like exposures. Um, you know, if they're at school and there's a gas leak, um, you know, their, their health is in immediate danger. But then also the exposure to me as their mother, as their sole provider, as their sole parental figure, um, if something happens to me, it certainly is going to affect them. So we have to consider not only the immediate risk, the illness, the injury, fatalities, but long-term effects such as cancer, organ failure, health decline over time, environmental damage, water, soil, air. You know, there was a situation recently where a water source, um, which was once pristine, was contaminated. And unbeknownst to the residents who were using that water source as drinking water, all kinds of health problems developed. But then there's also property destruction. You know, people think, oh, you know, just one person's property got destroyed, it stinks, but so what? Well, it's, it's more than that. We're talking about not only homes and businesses, and small businesses like myself, uh, you know, our business is our entire life. It's our entire livelihood. It supports my entire family and all the families of the people that work for me. 
And then there's schools and what about hospitals and infrastructure? You take out a major highway, you could cripple the commerce or the economy of that area for a long time. So, you know, transportation is the most vulnerable part of our supply chain. And it's the one that people don't think about. And it also has a significant potential for impact on not only the lives of people in the industry, but also the lives of all the people in the communities that those packages, those trucks, those trains, those um, sea containers pass through. That's why I do what I do, is to prevent all the things that I've witnessed throughout my 25 years from happening as much as I possibly can, to prevent the fines and penalties, to prevent the illnesses and injuries, and so that myself and other people like me get to go home to our kids. Thank you very much for joining me, and I look forward to talking with you next time. Thank <laughs> you.